0: Hello ladies and gentlemen. This is the Wolf Network back again. I'm not sure why I call myself the Wolf Network. I think I call myself the Wolf Network because I have multiple YouTube channels under Wolf. So if you guys are listening to me for the first time on Anchor podcast uh, on Anchor podcasts or on Apple Podcasts, I guess I am I guess I guess I'm gonna tell you that my YouTube channels are the wolf food reviews, where I just decide to do random food videos, and and I think I want to quit on that. I've been wanting to quit because I'm like, I I I don't want to continue this same trend for the rest of my life doing the same food videos, and it's not. I mean, it, it, I I gotta be honest, it's the most successful channel that I've had so far. I don't have millions of subscribers, but at least I have. I would say maybe 300 subscribers so far since I started back in 2000, uh, I don't know, 2016 or 2017. I'm not sure when I started, but I'm not sure if I started in 2018 or I don't know when I started. But being here for, uh, being on that YouTube channel for a while, it's been pretty, pretty, uh, um, I would say it's pretty, pretty good what it is because i've had other channels where i've been pushing my content like wolf reviews where i've been pushing content and pushing and pushing and i have 400 subscribers on there and and it seemed good it seemed like everything was going great everything was going up 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 on wolf reviews where i i do reviews of like I, i don't do reviews i just talk about like say what 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 do you want to talk about? Cell phone carriers. So I talk about cell phone carriers, saying which one's the cell phone carrier I I decide to use the most, or why I chose this cell phone carrier, or doing a speed test around my city, or giving you details of what five G is about and how is it going to be? Is it going to be way better than four G L T? And I got a lot of videos on there, which they got me to four hundred subscribers, but then. I think I had like up to like 600 subscribers at one point and then it just started going backwards 600 500 something 400 and that's where I'm at 400 or I think I'm down to 350 which is like a, a, a substantial amount of of subscriber losses which is crazy because I'm trying to make these videos as best as possible but they get worse and worse like in in subscribers and then in 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 views I don't have anything anymore, as much as I used to. So I guess that's why I I stopped putting videos constantly on that channel because I was I was supposedly going to be doing videos every single day as as constant as possible. So I I, I left that, and then I have a, a wolf vlogs channel which is also under the I think it's under in the description of the wolf food reviews, which in the vlogs I talk about whatever I feel like, like something about my life. And, and anything that goes on with, with life, anything that, that's all about me, everything about me, about my family, about everything that, that's possible. Talking about who I am, uh, what kind of person was I in, in elementary school, in, uh, in middle school, in high school, and so on. So that's what I have. And then I have a, a movie channel where I just decided to talk about movies or review all or show you all the movies I have that are 4K, Blu-ray and should I be should should I continue to to have to buy more movies or what what's what's better having digital or other movies? Should I have digital or physical copies of things? Then I then I have a a music channel and I I say the same thing. Should I do digital music, down? uh, uh buy my physical media. The same thing with oh, review all the movie, uh, all the music that I that I like, or or listen to music that you guys want me to listen to, and I give you my 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 review on it. And I have so many channels, but what I'm trying to say is that I feel like I want to cut them down. Cut them down from being huge channels, different twenty million, twenty different channels, or however many I have, and cut them down to about three channels or two channels, and that's what I want. But because, like I said, I'm focusing mostly on the food reviews channels because I guess that that's what's going, what's being successful. Every other channel I have is just like I get one subscriber. 10 subscribers and i lose 20 and it goes back and forth like you gain subscribers you lose subscribers you gain views you lose views hours that you had like 300,000 hours then it's now cut down to like 1 hour or 5 minutes like it's crazy because on my wolf on my wolf reviews channel which i talk about electronics and and cell phones and everything i i decided to talk about that's consumer that that the consumers like stuff about cell phones or the newest t v this this electronic that electronic and 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 i ha- i have supposedly based on the youtube channel it says i have like over like like four hundred like four four million uh, uh minutes or something and and, and like a thousand, like a, a like ten thousand views or something, and and then when I check it out on on the, like how close am I to getting to getting monetized on that channel? It says I'm not even close. It says that supposedly I only have like like two hours and or or ten hours only and like five hundred views. So I really I'm really lost in that channel and I don't I don't know what to really do with that channel anymore because it's just a, a huge difference that says I have 100,000 views and 100 uh, uh, like 500 subscribers but what does that equal to nothing because it says that I am not nowhere near monetized and I'm never going to get monetized and I just don't know it, it it's not it's not a successful channel it's just a downhill battle that I have on that channel so Let's, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, that I have I talked about that stuff. But just so you guys know, I have those channels if you guys want to subscribe on YouTube. And if you guys are listening to me on Apple Podcasts, thank you. And you can leave any review you want on there. And you could let me know what you want to hear in the next podcast. Or just, just rate it and let me know. So, I'm going to be talking about my life. So... Or about our life, so let's go on with it, ladies and gentlemen. so apparently, what I know about our life, our history as as people, history, my history I'm not saying about millions of of years ago or a hundred thousand years ago that was i was my great 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 grandma Asian or black, or was she Indian or Mexican or whatever. I, I don't know none of that. So I just know based on my grandmother. That's all I know. So. <sighs> this is something I have to, to talk about. Which I, I don't know if you guys are are going to like this or not. I don't know if you're going to like this podcast or not. So. What I know. Is that my grandmother had? I'm not going to say that that I I am a hundred percent correct on this 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 knowledge. I'm just giving you something. So I'm going to assume my grandmother had eleven relatives. I think I I mean not relatives but eleven siblings is what I have to say. 11 or 12 siblings, or I think 14, 11 to 14 siblings. And the ones that I know are, I would say, I know probably, as of now, I know probably, let's see. Let's see. I have my aunt that that used to live in, in Paramount, California, which is one. The the second one with two of them that live in, in Denver, Colorado. The the third one, which he passed away. I don't know when he passed away. And then my other cousin. I mean, I mean unc- uh, not cousin. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. My other uncle. So two uncles. One that both of them lived in, in Mexico, in Jerez, Zacatecas. And. I think, I don't know what, what's the reason one of them passed away. But I know that the most recent one, the, the most recent uncle, he passed away from, uh, from I think, cancer. I think he had bone marrow, something about the bones. Where you get cancer in the bones and it, it's a little bit kind of crazy because because he came his plan before he passed away his plan was to come to the united states even though he i think he lived here and i don't know if, if he went back to mexico because he didn't like it here or because he didn't he wasn't really a fan of 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 america or something so he went back and i i guess they said you can't come back if you leave or i don't know what he did I'm not too sure what what's the story behind that but what I know is that he was planning to come to the United States to visit his sister which is my grandma and or grandmother and what what I remember was that my grandmother which which I would say she passed away in 2016 she went she had stomach problems or something I I don't know I think she had a hernia which which you would say a hernia i don't know if it's something that's that's very serious or something that's not serious but like i'm saying she had a hernia and and she she was in the hospital for i would say maybe maybe a year up to a year or or 6 months i think 6 months to a year she was from the hospital that i have close by to me And then she was sent from Montebello, she was sent to to East LA to a little like, uh, I think it was like this. I think it was that she was in Montebello in the hospital, Beverly Hospital. If you guys don't know where Beverly Hospital, you can Google that. Beverly Hospital. Then she went to the convalescent, the closest convalescent here. uh, A couple of blocks from, from the hospital. And then from there, they send her. To East LA, to another convalescent, and it just got worse. Because from there, I think they send her back to Beverly Hospital, and they said, "This is it. You just gotta. You just. You just gotta do this. You gotta. You as a you people as a family, you gotta disconnect her." And it was the the most horrible thing that you've ever done, that we've ever done. Because it's like you're. You're murdering your own family because they're already, they're still alive. Or I don't know if you still consider them alive or not. Because they're in the, they're in that state where they have machines on them to, to supposedly live. And what I remember is that my grandma was in the hospital. I think she had cancer and gangrene and all kinds of sicknesses that happened because you, because of loss of circulation and and other crazy things because of supposedly the the hernia when they did the surgery she the the wound never closed it just got it just stayed open for a couple of it stayed open and they said oh don't worry it, the the wound is going to close and she can just go back home and i was happy about that because i i said yes my grandma's going to live another couple of years with me because as a child i as a child i used to be around her all the time because she used to take care of me all the time and that's the that's the place i wanted to be it's like she she's the type of person that if you ask her to make you food she's the type of 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 person to to say here you go i'll make you that food that you asked me for like say like say you you want a a a pancake she'll make you that pancake or if you say I want this this these enchiladas or I want this these these um I want this this pizza showmaker for you. I'm not saying that that she was the best cook out there but according to to people out there and in, and including myself I would say her cooking was was great. Everybody everybody that that would eat her food would would be satisfied. With her cooking, and I, I, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that she was the best cook because I'm not sure how how people that are real cooks would determine her cooking. But I, I say her cooking was great because most people said they loved her cooking. They loved everything she she did. They enjoyed every every single food that she, everything that she ever made. So she's the type of person that if you say make me a uh, a uh, a pizza, or make me, make me some some arroz de leche. She would do it. She's the type of person that would do it. So that's what I'm saying. So when she passed away, that that I would have to say that when she passed away, I I wasn't really that type of person that's going to cry, and and then people would say, oh, you you didn't like your grandma that much, or what what's what happened. You didn't cry. You didn't say anything. You didn't feel anything. No. But. Years later. I don't know what. What's with life. Or what. What's. I don't know how it works. I don't know how. How all of this works. Where you have dreams. And nightmares. And. And crazy stuff. That when you fall asleep. You have dreams. Nightmares. And. And it's crazy. Because when she passed away. Like I said. My uncle wanted to come. So he had plans of coming and because his his family members were a little bit uh, a little bit pushy and, and doing it their own their own way of trying to bring him to America they they failed because they tried to rush it they didn't they didn't do it as 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 it was supposed to be so he never came but when he came it was already too late because he was already sick and he, i think he passed away before he made it to he made it here to to California, because we when he came from Mexico, he ended up in in Denver, Colorado, where most of our family is at now. I mean, they've always been in Denver, Colorado, and and that's the thing that I, I didn't grow up, I'm, I I didn't grow up with with family that oh, I have cousins here, I have I have uncles, I have uh, uh nieces or or I have this these type of people or. Or uncles, aunts. I didn't grow up with that because they all lived in Denver, Colorado. And let us go on, let's go back to where where I was talking about my grandmother. So, based on that, like I said, I only know like maybe five of 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 her of her brothers and sisters. Out of all of them, I only know maybe five or six of them. I'm not too sure how many I know, but I know a couple of them, and they know me. And the thing I have to say is that she was uh, my grandmother was born in Jerez Zacatecas. If you don't know where that where that is, it's in Mexico. I don't know how far is is it from uh Mexico City, but but I I've I've only been to Mexico I would say maybe one time. I my grandmother has been there many times, but look. So like I said, she was born in Mexico and the thing is that the reason that she lived in I guess the reason that she lived in Mexico was because I mean, she grew up in Mexico. She had the the life that everybody else has that they say, "Oh, okay. Do you at, at this at this age you have to go to work. You have to go work the uh, cook for us. You got to do this because life in Mexico is completely different than life in America where in America you have to be 18 in order to work in order to do stuff for and earn money. But in Mexico it's different where they say it doesn't matter. You could be 5, you could be 10 years old. You got to work. You got to you got to do do stuff for your family. Go work instead of playing. Go work. Go. And apparently my grandmother my grandmother worked as a as a maid or something and i i guess that's how that's how life is in mexico she worked as a maid and i guess i'm going to keep this story very short because if i keep if i have it so long then it's going to be forever and it's going to be like millions of years so long story short she she worked there and she found a man i think she i don't know if she married the guy but this is this is the problem that my grandmother had, since since she was young, she had this problem where she would date somebody, they wanted to be with her, and the thing is is that the thing is that she sh uh, she dated people, they wanted to be with her, then she said, uh, then she she married a guy that supposedly was rich, so. That was kind of a good thing, like you you would think at that time it was like good because they they could support you, they could give you everything you've ever wanted, and yes, it seemed like a good a good ending story, like you're marrying someone rich, someone who has money, someone who will support you, someone who will give you everything you you ever want, but the thing is is that I guess that 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 man was abusive, he was. Rude, he was. E- he was like evil. He was uh, abusive because he, I think he would he would drink all the time and he used to be at a at bars or something. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure about that. That's what I've heard from my grandma when she was alive. That that guy was a uh, was rude, cruel, abusive. I think he would also hit my grandma many times, she used to get hit all the time, and that's something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want any woman to, to suffer, having, having, having a guy hit them, which is not good, because what, what would it be if I was a person that, I met someone that I, that everybody thought, oh, she's beautiful, and she's the, the best person out there, but you're, You're going to go and hit her? Like are you crazy? Like someone that that really likes you. Someone that you find attractive. And you're going to hit? Is that not crazy? So she left Mexico because of that. I think in Mexico. She had a bakery. Or something like that. I'm not sure. I think she had a bakery. Because she was supposedly a cook. So she could bake. She owned the place. But she just left it behind. She just said. Who cares? Just leave it. I gotta leave. I have to leave Mexico because I cannot. I cannot stand this guy. So she did. She left Mexico and and that was it. She left Mexico for America. And the first place I I, I believe the first place that she visited was her family members in in Denver, Colorado. And I gotta say. That the the thing I like about my grandmother was that she wasn't afraid of anything. That's that's the thing. She wasn't afraid of anything, other than, I mean, like, like she. I mean, to me, she's not. A, she wasn't afraid of many things. She, but the only thing I remember that she said she was afraid of was roller coasters. I think she said that she got on a roller coaster one time, and it was. It was um, she said it was the 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 most scariest thing she's ever been on. But other than that, she wasn't scared of pretty much anything. Like everything she saw, she would just everything she saw. She didn't see it as scary or something that bothered her because she she's the type of person that she's like she's the type of person that if you tell her I'll meet you in uh. I'll, If she had a family member in New York. And they said. Sister come to New York. She will come to New York. Any way she could. It didn't matter if it was a train. A bus. A plane. Anything. It didn't matter. Like that's why I'm saying. Like she's not scared of it. And to be honest. I'm the one that's more scared of things. than, Than she was. And I have to be honest. Still in 2020. I'm scared of. Of heights, okay, I'm scared of heights. The first thing I'm really scared of is is being on the plane okay that's that's the number one thing I'm scared of and and this is scary because I think the the most that i've i think the most i think the 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 last time i I got on a plane was back in two thousand three or two thousand four. That's the f- last time I ever got on a plane, two thousand three, two thousand four, or two thousand five. I've been on a plane only three times in my entire life. The first time I was on a plane was in in going to El Salvador when my dad was born. El Salvador, and that's this. This is just part one, ladies and gentlemen, of the story. So if you guys think that. I didn't finish the story. It's not that I didn't finish the story. It's that this will only be part one for those that are listening for the very first time so i I went on the plane ride to El Salvador and back, so that would be maybe two times being on the plane then going then a couple of years later, I think we went to Mexico, which was to Mexico. And I think back from Mexico. So that's a total of four times. Then when we went to Chicago, because I lived in Chicago for a couple of, uh, of I think for one year or one and a half years. I, I lived in, in, in Chicago and I took the train to Chicago. And on the way back, I don't remember if I left from O'Hare or from Midway from Chicago to Los Angeles and I think the only reason I chose to get on a plane was because was because I I didn't want my father to come alone because I think was that m- me and my my dad left from Chicago first and then my mom and my sister came after from Chicago and I think she came on on a, I think she came on on a greyhound, or on a train. I don't remember, but that's that's a story that I'm going to continue some other time. So, like I said, I I'm I'm scared of of heights. I'm scared of flying. I'm scared of a lot of things, and I, and I don't understand. I don't really understand why I'm afraid of these things. But it's just like, I'm I'm afraid. Just hearing the word just just like if somebody told me we're going like 40, 40 floors from the ground forty levels that scares me or if I say or if they say we're going on a plane ride to to China or something like that that would scare the living crap out of me and that's the honest truth I don't I don't know why that I don't know why God. Gives us that kind of fear that says, "Look, you don't." He says, "You don't have to be scared." But I don't know why God did that. He said he made us scared of things. He made us scared of many many things. And what I'm just trying to say is that look, I don't know what what what's with that, but I this is this is what I've had in my in my whole entire life. Like I want to travel but at the same time I'm like I can't do this. I'm scared of flying. That's the truth. I'm scared of flying. That's the number 1 thing and I I know you guys are listening on on Apple Podcasts or on Anchor and you guys can can relate to this or not, but I'm 100% scared of flying. The last time I was on a plane, I I was I was scared during the whole flight from Chicago to LA, but the weird part was that I was okay with it. I, I I was just happy to get get on the plane and get off the plane. The only thing that I was kind of scared of was like the the takeoff, which really scares me, scared me at that time, and then the the first bump that you get on on the in the sky, to level you, and other than that. I I wasn't that that scared after that. I mean, I was scared, but I didn't really have like fears or start screaming because that that I think the only two times I screamed a little bit was on the takeoff, and on that one bumpy ro- bumpy thing that you get when you when you get to the the level where it has to stay uh, the plane has to stable stabilize in the in the air. So that's that. So like I'm saying. I'm glad that my grandma wasn't really scared of none of that stuff. And... What I have to say is that my grandma... Moved to... She moved to... To Denver, Colorado. And... That was great. She lived in Denver, Colorado. She had a... She had a great life there. I don't know... I don't know when... In reality, I don't know when. I really don't know when my my grandmother met this uh, met, met my grandpa I don't know when she met him but I think in, in Denver she she had another bakery or she worked in a bakery instead of owning one and I guess I guess I would have been born in, in Denver, Colorado also if if it weren't for my grandma leaving because everybody said no don't leave you don't have to leave I think she left. I think the first place she she lived, I mean she worked or something was in in Boulder and then she moved to Denver and and then she moved from Denver. I don't know how she got here to the, to Los Angeles, but she moved here. And it, it, I guess she she met this I don't know when she met my grandpa, like I said. But that when I say grandpa was because they both had my mother and I think based on what I know is that my mother was born in in Hollywood somewhere in Hollywood she was born but the, the thing is is that I have millions and I mean I have tons and tons of family in Denver Colorado and here in Los Angeles or in California now I would say I have no one like if I say do I have cousins here no because they all they all moved, or they're all married, and and it's just it's just life. They have their own life, and and they, and most of the most of the family that are here, anyways, which is not is not a lot that you could say. It's like ten. It's like maybe five family members that are here. Four, and or maybe three now. I don't know how many, but they're all Jehovah Witnesses, and and they have their own thoughts of we can hang around with you because you're not our, our religion. You're not part of our religion. So screw you. It doesn't matter what you say or what you do. Nothing matters. And that's the sad part. Like when my, when my grandmother passed away, they never came. My aunt never came. Her family never came. I'm not saying, I, I mean, her, 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 her daughters never came. Her granddaughter never came her so-called husband never came and I don't and it's just crazy none of those people ever came to say goodbye to to the family it was like screw you you're not part of our religion and it's like similar to like what they did to if you guys remember Selena Quintanilla they did the same thing like I'm not going to give blood for you. I'm not going to save you. You're dead. You're dead. You're dying. So screw you. I'm not going to give blood. I don't care what kind of... I don't care if you have a... If you're able to be saved. And... That's something I really don't like about... About a... a, That's something I don't like about... About a... Jehovah Witnesses. That they don't care if you... If you're dying and... And you... You have... You you can get a transplant and, and you could get saved and live another 20 years. They don't care. They'd rather let you die if you're not part of the religion or if the person that's going to donate their, their body parts or their blood or anything to you is not part of the religion, then it's screwed up. So that's what I'm saying. I don't know what happened between that. So like I'm saying, I don't... They never came to see my grandma. But other than that. Like I said. My grandma moved here to LA. And she was a Christian. Which I don't think. In my honest opinion. I don't think she ever hated anybody. So I would say she was like. The most Christian person she could be. Because she always read the Bible. She always prayed. She always thought positive. She never said. Oh she never said anything like. Negative negative. Two people like I hate you or you suck. None of them. If you ever met, I mean, if that's the, that's the part that I that I I'm I'm so amazed that she she was always positive in in life. She always said, "Look, let's help everybody around us. Let's help. You're hungry? I'll make you some food." If she saw somebody in the street, she would say, "Look, you need some money, dude. You need some money." You, you you need something. I'm here to help you. And if she saw someone that was homeless. She's the type of person that said. Look. I'll help you. Here's money. I won't buy you any beer. I won't buy you any cigarettes. I won't buy you any drugs. I won't do none of that. I'm not going to help you obtain drugs. I won't help you obtain beer. Alcohol. Anything that, like that. She was the type of person that said. Look. I'm going to take you to this restaurant and feed you, give you food. And sometimes people would say I don't want food. I want money. So she would say here you go then. Here's your money. But if I but if I see if I find you I put it I'll let God decide for me or I'll let God judge you judge you if you're doing good or bad with my money she was the type of person that said look there you go here's your money and God will God will punish you if you're if you don't use it for what you say you need to use it if you're lying and trying to steal from me you will be punished but she said it like in a way that was not rude but in a a way that's like I can't judge you I'm not going to judge you for how you're living and that's the that's the type of person that she was, and that's something that not a lot of people have in their mind anymore, or in their heart, to say. To say, look, I I don't care how you're living. I just want to see you do good in life. I don't care if you're living in a in the street. I don't care. I'll help you, because she she was the type of person that even let her own relatives live in her own house until they got back on their feet and left. And in reality, no one's like that anymore. No one's going to say, oh, I have a brother. I'm going to let him live in my in my house and and when he's ready to leave, he can leave instead of, "Oh, I can't let you live. I can't let you see how I'm living." like she was different. She was the type of person like that that said, "Here you go you need so, you need your 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 sweating you want some you want a soda." I'll give you a soda. You want water? I got water. You want orange juice? I got orange juice. And she was the type of person that used to say, she was the type of person that used to say that if if it was too late, if she had relatives or she had people staying, I mean, coming from far away, she would say, look, I don't want you to leave. I need you to stay here. In my house. I don't want you to... Even though... I mean... She didn't have a house that was big. She didn't have anything. She just had an apartment that she was living in. Because she was old. And she didn't have anything. Because her... uh, My grandpa was a... uh, Sad to say he was a loser. And I still have to say that about him. Even though it's not something that you should be saying about your own own family member. But he was a, a straight up loser too. Because he was... Even though he was poor, he was the type of person that used to drink, used to get in fights used to used to be that type of person that you would consider thug or whatever you consider them to be that he used to drink and when he was drunk, he used to hit people, he used to say "Who gives a damn what you what what you think of me?" He was the type of person that used to abuse my grandma also and he used to abuse her. He used to hit her. He used to uh, cheat on her with other, with other women. He used to do other crazy stuff, and even, even her, even my grandmother's relatives, her, her, her brothers used to say. They used to come from Denver, from Denver, or from Mexico, or, or, or I think, I don't remember how it was. I think he. He went to Mexico a couple of times. I don't really remember so much, but I don't know how it was back then. But what I know is that they both uh, my my grandpa met all of my my grandmother's relatives. And the thing is, is that when he was drunk, he used to fight. He used to get on bulls and, and think he was like like superior, super powered, and he was like the king, and no one could do anything to him. And the way he would beat our people was not by himself. He had family members, brothers that would defend him also. That would say, look, I'm here. You do something to my brother. I'm going to beat you up until I leave you bloody in the street. I leave you worthless. I leave you like a worthless animal in the street. And that's something that I'm, I have to say that I don't. I don't condone violence. And I've been violent in the past too, as a young person I used to get in in many fights too, but I guess I would get in fights, but not i I don't think I got in fights because of of oh I'm just trying to fight anybody and trying to beat up anybody no I think i only I only fought people for a defense to defend myself from from these bullies or from people that wanted to take con take take advantage of me. So that's how it was. I'd try to say, "Look, you're not going to take advantage of me because no one in life is going to say, I'm a, I'm I'm going to let myself get bullied because that's that's how it's supposed to be." No. You got to stick up for yourself. You got to stick up for the people around you. So that's how it is. And like I said, that that's how my that's who my grandpa was. A person who would fight, who would drink, who would, I don't know if he would steal, but he was crazy. He used to be crazy, violent. He used to pee on the buses. He used to he used to sleep in the street also. Be a, a homeless. He, be, only because he would drink. If he didn't drink, he wouldn't be in the street. So now you get that. And that's something that my grandma was strong enough. She said, I'm leaving you. I can't handle you, and and Grandpa used to say, "Oh no, that's not going to happen. You're never going to leave me. Everywhere, everywhere you go, I'll be right behind you. I'll follow you wherever you go." And and that and that was that was crazy. Like uh, that that's crazy. That's crazy. But but then what the what what happened? I think is that. My grandma left him, and when he left them, I think it was because it's because she it is because she caught him with with her with um with his brother's girlfriend or something or woman or something, but I think it's because the brother died also of drinking problems he had too many drinking problems, so that's that's the second thing that happened and like I said he was super violent so my grandma never had a, a, a great life where oh I'm going to have a man that's going to take care of me who's going to be there for me no she was the type of person that said it's better to be alone than to live with someone who's going to be abusive and going to bring me down you don't want somebody like that in life so that's how it was I think that's what happened that the brother died and and then and then my grandpa just moved in with the woman with the same woman, which is crazy because I wouldn't do that to somebody if I had a brother and and he had a woman, and just because my brother died, I would move in with with her that's that's not that's not right and I think during the time that he was alive, I think I'm not too sure I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent correct, but the thing is that he he was a, uh, uh, he was abusive, and I think when he was when the brother was alive, I think he was already meeting with that woman, and now he lives with her. Now in twenty twenty, they both live together. That's the crazy part. I don't know when they moved together, but they moved together, and now you can. St- I, I don't want to say that she's my next grandmother because she's nothing of mine. She's nothing of mine because I don't think they're married but i think in the united states you're considered married after 10 years or something like that even though you don't technically get married you're still considered married which is crazy so my grandmother lived somewhere i think in in hollywood or i don't know where she lived and then after that she left my she definitely left my 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 grandpa and disappeared from wherever she was living next to him, she disappeared and and the thing is is that everybody told her "No what what are you doing in the? what are you doing in 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 what are you doing in Los Angeles, California, by yourself you've got family in in Denver come back and she said no i i i don't want to move i already I'm already comfortable here in los angeles i'm already going to move to another apartment to move to another location that's a little bit more more uh, uh better than what technically better than what it was before, because what she had before was worse was crazy, she used to be abusive, and I guess my mother used to be scared of of grandpa she used to be scared of him so that's how it is and and years later my my mother went to look for him, and that's how we know him again. We know him already when when he's older when he's already, I don't know how old is he because every time we ask him he won't tell us but he's now older and the thing is is that now we get to see him when we want to see him but in terms of him giving us something no, he does not give us anything he's still the poor guy that he was 20-30 years ago that he had nothing in in his in his bank and now he still has nothing in his bank So he can't give us money. He can't give us anything that's worthwhile. He's still a loser. But we still love our loser. We still love him. We still care about him. But if I had to say that I cared about him more than I cared about my grandmother, I would say no. I would say heck no. Because like I said, my grandmother used to cook for people. She used to help people around. She used to make food for church. She used to make food for everybody. Like say, if if you're the type of person that wants to eat a good meal and you would ask for it, she would say, I can't make it right now, but I have to go to the store. I'll buy the, I'll buy the ingredients and I'll make it for you. And you'll eat your enchiladas or you'll eat your pizza or you'll eat your, your mole. Or if you wanted a, a gordita, she would make it for you. That's That's the type of person that she was. The traditional Mexican grandmother that you will see. That says, you visit, you visit my house. I'll make you anything you want. And that's how it was. And that's how she was with people. Like I said, she was with people. Relatives or, or friends that she would have over that said, Look, I, I want you to, to stay here at night. Don't go home because if you go home. It's gonna be a long drive home, so just stay here. I'll let you sleep on the sofa, or I'll let you sleep on my bed, and and I'll sleep on the sofa. And she was the type of person that, if if she had relatives from other places, she would say, "Look, come, and I'll give you. I I want you to stay here. Don't don't rent a hotel because, the, in the hotel you're gonna pay money. So just stay here. And to be honest, she didn't have a big a big uh, a big apartment. Her apartment was pretty small, a one-bedroom apartment with a with a washer, a washer room, and when I say washer room, where she could wash her clothes. I I don't know if that's what you say a washer room, but that's what it was. And before, like I said, when she let's get back to it. So when she left, when she left my grandpa, that's how it was. She moved to, she moved to the projects, and that's. That's because she, she, she was the type of person that worked really hard. I, I have to be honest. She worked really hard, but it was it was already hard in life because she didn't have anybody else to, to to help her out in life. Like, like who's going to tell me? You're not going to tell me that you're you're one person by yourself and you're going to make millions of dollars and you don't need a partner to help you make the rest of the money to buy a house you think one person as a solo person you're going to be able to buy a house and raise your kids raise your one and only child that you have no I don't think that's ever going to happen because I think she worked I don't remember where she worked but I'll I'll have to look through her through her files I think we have stuff of of her and, and we'll check so I'm saying she moved to the projects in East L.A. For those of you that know East L.A., for those of you that don't know East L.A., let me tell you something. East, and this is going to be a little brief intro to next week's podcast. So East L.A. back in the '70s, and I don't know when she when she moved to East L.A. to the projects in uh, in across the street from. I think it was called the the Pico Gardens or something like that, Pico Gardens, somewhere in in Gless Street. And the thing is, is that back in the 70s and 80s, violence was, I mean, people were violent. People were were robbing, stealing, doing crazy stuff back in the 80s. Those of you that that live in, in East L.A. know it's not the same as it used to be in the '80s. All of you live in, in Wonderland, in a in a great place, and you're saying, "Oh, now that we're now that we're in 2020, California is worse than ever." No, it's not. It used to be worse before. You think you could you think you could go you could go to a a store at night and and not be not be shot at or be robbed at or or something like that. Because what I know of my mother living in, in East, East LA, in Boyle Heights, because what I know is that my mother went to Roosevelt High School. And this is something I'm going to touch briefly before I quit this podcast or I end this podcast and I hit next week's podcast. So, something I have to say is that my mother lived with, with grandma, with my grandma in East LA. Boyle Heights in the projects, and you know how violent projects are. Back in the '80s, those of you that live that live in California and you've been around East L.A. and you remember how crazy East L.A. was. There were shootings every single day, and I don't mean daytime, nighttime. Every single evening, there was there was a shootout. And something I have to say is that I was born. In Boyle Heights. I was born in White Memorial. Back in September. I mean no. Not September. My bad. Back in February 3rd 1995. That's around the time. That Tupac was killed. That's around the time. Where I think there was a. A, a heist. Going on in Hollywood or something. Back where there was a. a major shootout. Between These these robbers and and these uh i think they were bank robbers versus the the police and that was crazy because i think i, I don't remember what's that what, what was that shooting about but what i what i know is that i've seen it on on the internet where the these these uh, robbers these bank robbers were were shooting against the police and i think it was like one of the the biggest the biggest uh, uh shootouts in for 1995 i'm not sure if it was but like i said that's around the time where tupac died tupac was killed for those of you that don't know tupac was killed in 1995 around the time i was i mean around the year i was born and like i said like i said my mother I don't know if a year before this, or two years before this, she was pregnant with her first child. And something that you you guys don't know about me is that we we lived. I mean, they lived. My mother and grandma lived in Boyle Heights in the projects, and I think. She she was pregnant at one point. With with my first a brother or sister I'm not sure no one knows what it was if it was a boy or girl, but my mother had a miscarriage, and I don't I don't know how my mother met my father but I think because my father came from El Salvador, and he lived here in I I don't I don't think he had a, a an apartment yet. I think what it was that he was living in a mission. In the mission before anything else. Because that's back in the 80s. He was living in a mission. And after the mission. He moved to an apartment. Which he was able to, to afford. All by himself. But he was living with other people. Because I guess. I guess that's that's how the apartment was. and And it was crazy. So I guess my mother... I don't know how my mother and my father met, but I think they met in the church. I believe it was a church. I'm not too sure or I, I think they met in school or something. But what I know is that they met I think he went to a different school. I think he went to Belmont High School while my mother went to Roosevelt High School, and those are two different schools that are far away. I don't know how they got I don't really know how they met, but like I said the, my mother had a miscarriage, first of all, before anybody else. I mean, she had a miscarriage before having m- me or my sister. And the thing is, is that she found out later in the hospital that she had a miscarriage. And then after she got pregnant again, I don't know how many years later. And then it was crazy because, like I said, there was shootouts there was also the 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 north ridge the north ridge uh, um sh- earthquake that that went on at that time also and i i'm 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 surprised that i i was born because like i said there were shootouts where i don't know which i don't I don't want to say gang gang members or whatever you want to say gang gang names But the gang members used to shoot out every night. And what I remember is that my father one time was... I think my mom and my father were washing or something. And they ducked down after a shootout. And she almost got hit. So what I'm trying to say is that... Living in the projects is not something happy. It's not something that you would say... You you would approve of. No. No human being is going to say... I'm happy to live in the projects. I'm happy to live in where there's gang members that are going to, that are going to be shooting every single day and going to be having shootouts every single night and uh having crazy streets. No, no one's ever going to say that. So what I'm saying is that I'm happy that I was born I I I at least didn't live in the projects. I was born in the projects. I lived in the projects maybe a couple of years and then I moved to Montebello, California, but that's something for another st- another uh, a podcast. So what I'm saying is that I'm lucky to be alive because, like I said, living in the projects is not it's is not is not a good thing. Nobody would say I'm happy to to be living in the projects. I'm happy. It's the best thing in my whole entire life being in the projects. Are you crazy? You think anybody's going to say that? So that's about it, guys. So if you guys, if you guys like this podcast, please leave a comment in in the in the Apple Apple Podcast. And if not, leave it in the Anchor Podcast. And I will continue the second part of this podcast or a couple of different uh, different stories that go along with this. So thank you guys for listening to this week's podcast. I am grateful that you guys listened to this week's podcast. And if this is your first time, please subscribe. And as always, I'll catch you guys in next week's podcast.